0: Hi, everyone. This is Jeff.
1: And this is Russ.
0: When we first started Home on the RNG, we began it as a series of videos, and we produced quite a few before we realized it really works better as a podcast.
1: Whoops-a-doodle.
0: So we apologize if any of these early episodes have any visually heavy references that don't transfer to the audio medium.
1: Whoops-a-doodle.
0: Thanks for listening. Back to home on the RNG. It's been a month, and we're wearing the same clothes (laughs) as always. As (laughs) is tradition, Uh, not that you can see our clothes if you're listening to the podcast.
1: True. Yes. Just know we are wearing clothes, mostly. Um. So, as is tradition,
0: Uh, we are now going. We're going to take a look back at the last nine games that we played. We're going to talk about some tropes. We're going to talk about the highlights, the lowlights. Uh, it's just a way to try and keep these games fresh in our minds, you know, because it's it's so easy to just remember like the last thing you played, mm-hmm. and to forget about like as I look back over this, we played Final Fantasy Tactics in this group. We, I completely oh, forgot wow. that
1: we did. I mean, we did. We both played Final Fantasy Tactics. We played Octopath Traveler in this group. We did play Octopath Traveler in this group. I forgot
0: Octopath <laughs> Traveler existed.
1: I played Octopath Traveler. Two years ago, so <laughs> almost two years ago, we we have been on a little bit of a hiatus. So. Yeah, okay, we have been. So, just a quick FYI, I did subscribe to Low Lights Magazine when I was a child. God. So uh, the first trope we're going to talk about is the trope
0: of priests save your souls and your game. Yes. Now, this one was kind of prevalent in the earlier ones that we played, and then we hadn't seen it for a while, but it did come back with
1: Lufia 3. Yeah. Priests have always saved the game in Lufia. And they hopefully always will. Yeah, when, whenever we get Lufia 5, that's what we would be on now. I don't know. Um, our next trope is to the option to join the dark side. This didn't really technically happen in any of the games we played although uh, honorable mention is final fantasy 4 given out that you actually start out working for the bad guy you are kind of the bad guy at the, at beginning, the beginning of yeah. final fantasy 4 you're a real dick so
0: what's he was a real
1: it? dick at the beginning of the game
0: ancient robots in a fantasy setting only happened once which is surprising because i that feel like it's much surprising. more common Final Fantasy Legends 2 it could be a member of your party
1: that's true the odd thing about Final Fantasy 2 is that because you all you explore different worlds there are kind of different time periods of. I mean I understand what you're saying because none of the worlds that you visit are actually like futuristic well there's one that's kind of there's
0: one that's kind of steampunkish or yeah but the, the thing is it's robots, in a fa- ancient robots in a fantasy setting. And you can pick a you robot. You start in a
1: fantasy setting. You do. And you can pick a robot as a party member. So, next. Uh, next we have the final boss has multiple forms. This is still stuff that goes on today. So there were a lot in this category. Um, but not, not every game. Shockingly. Yeah, we had Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, Lunar 2, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, yep. which is... <clears throat> weirdly one of my favorite boss <laughs> final boss <guys. laughs> i can see that in actually. any video game i remember just heal him to death you can heal him to death but as a kid as a child between the music that plays in the final boss battle and oh I know, that's a great score i know i know we're not big on music but final fantasy mystic quest actually has such a great score it does that final boss theme is spectacular and just to point out two of his forms one of them is a giant spider and then a giant spider with tentacles it scared me to death as a kid (laughs) once he got to giant spider with tentacles and back then i wasn't aware that you could just use the life spell on every form and kill that form so yeah it was a that was a scary scary boss fight can we add a category that is just like best final boss fight just we, so that i can say you know what i don't see why not okay anyway sorry i derailed that. no this is what this is for um, we reminisce octopath traveler had multiple final bosses in primrose primrose's, primrose's boss story, not every
0: least. boss had multiple
1: forms not every boss had multiple that forms. game is structured
0: weird and it's going to show up in this list a little weird
1: yeah because each story um, kind of has its own yeah because i think you and i both didn't we both just play four out of eight
0: yeah stories
1: so I don't even know what every final boss is yeah, in this game. Yeah, that's true. But anyway. Um, and then Golden Sun. Golden Sun has multiple forms at the end. I'm surprised it wasn't every single game. But
0: And there actually is one trope we hit more. And I'm surprised that one's not in every game. But yeah. that's not what we're talking about next. Next is the surprise boss category. And what's fun this time... I always use the same example for what is a surprise boss... And that example is actually in the list this time. So, uh, normally these are in order that we played them when I list the games off. This one's not going to be, because the surprise boss is like Final Fantasy IV. It is, you play through the game, and you know who your enemy is. It's Golbez. Golbez is screwing everything up. Golbez is a monster. Golbez must be stopped. And then with, like, five hours left in the game, it's, oh, Golbez is being controlled by this other guy. Go kill him. Mm Mm-hmm. And now Zemus or Zeromus and even then it's Zemus it's is the bad Zemus. guy until you get all the way up to the end of the final dungeon <laughs> so like surprise Zemus is the boss then you get to the final dungeon watch Zemus get killed and Zeromus is created and that's your final boss yeah. that's what the surprise boss is it's the end boss you never knew was going to be the end boss uh, so Zeromus is on here for Final Fantasy 4 Uh, Final Fantasy Legend 2 had Arsenal, Mm -hmm. because you went through this entire game, and then you fought a robotic self-defense system as the end boss, which was very strange. And Lufia 3 had Zalbrick as the Mm -hmm. surprise mystery end boss, instead of the Sinestrals.
1: Right. Which, the interesting thing to me about Lufia is that it gave you a surprise boss, whereas Lufia 2, I was excited a surprise final boss because if you oh if you watch if you don't just skip the opening of lufia 2 then there is like another evil guy that Aram talks to at the beginning who's controlling all of the sinistrals (laughs) so i was like oh we're gonna fight all the sinistrals and then we're gonna fight this other evil guy and we didn't nope and i just thought that's so weird so i was so i was Anyway, it's just it's interesting to me. It's you want to talk outside. about
0: surprises though? You want to talk about the yeah, unexpected? I do want to talk
1: about surprises. Um, sure. So our next category. This this is surprising. So, silent protagonists, which
0: is ubiquitous in I JRPGs, right? There are right? so
1: many silent protagonists. Every
0: every JRPG has a silent protagonist. That's you you make jokes and memes right. about it. Chrono is the silent protagonist. All JRPG protagonists are silent. So, out of the nine games we played, how many silent protagonists did we have?
1: We had one. One out of nine. One silent protagonist in Golden Sun. See, it's surprising to me how not prevalent this this is. I mean, in this batch of games, definitely. And, I mean, if we're going to be technical... I know we haven't played it yet, but in Golden Sun 2, he is not silent. <laughs> he opens his because mouth. Because in Golden Sun 2, he is not the protagonist. So now he... But he's there. Spoilers. So now he can talk. I
0: haven't played that yet. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> um, oh, I'm glad this one was handed to me because I think I made a mistake when I constructed this uh, list on this one a fight you're supposed to lose which is always it's interesting from a narrative standpoint but frustrating from a gameplay standpoint because the game doesn't tell you you're supposed to lose and unless it's super obvious there have been times where I've thrown everything I could yeah. at a, where you're using up stuff you shouldn't because you're just supposed I, to lose what
1: I like is when they do this in Tales games I feel like do this a lot is where they give you a fight that you're supposed to lose but you can win I do like that. And then you'll get, even if the reward for doing it is just different dialogue, I do like taking on those challenges.
0: So in Lunar 2, there was a fight against, I'm going to pronounce this name wrong, Galleon? Galleon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you were supposed to lose. Lufia 3 had multiple fights you were meant to lose. Uh, basically, every time you go up against a, sin- against a Sinestral, yeah. you're supposed to I lose until the end. Golden Sun, you fight the Mysterious Duo at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. You are very much supposed to lose that one. Final Fantasy 4 is where I feel like I messed up, because I have here fighting Cain and Cecil in inner struggle you're supposed to lose, but that's not quite accurate. Well, the
1: Cain one is true. Yes, the
0: Cain one is true. The inner struggle you uh, don't lose, you just
1: endure. Yes, the inner struggle is the infamous Final Fantasy 4 boss fight where Paladin Cecil is fighting his Dark Knight self, and in the japanese version of the game and later versions of the game it makes sense you understand yeah you understand because he's only using the ability that drains his own hp but because they took that out of the original version of the english game there's no there is no indication in that version of the game that you're supposed to just endure but i could also argue the battle against titan when titan
0: is summoned and causes the earthquake you're kind of supposed to lose that one uh, the yeah, battle where adult definitely... Rydia comes back, you're supposed to be losing up until she shows up. Right.
1: So, there's actually multiple examples. Yeah, it's it's Fantasy
0: hard 4. to pin down exactly in Final Fantasy 4. Like I'm giving Final Fantasy 4 some wiggle room, we're just going to yeah. say it happens multiple times because there's a little where it's like mostly but not quite, but some. Anyway, and then lastly in Fantasy Star 2, you have First Nay and then Army Eyes and i did some digging online and it turns out if you actually do beat army eyes it breaks the game oh. you are not meant to win that battle yeah, i definitely don't like that
1: um and i'll point out that in lufia 3 you actually is an example of what i like that first battle against gades you actually can win oh yeah and not only can you win it but you get a super 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 strong piece of armor that will make you can equip on your main character. Don't you character. get something awesome for each of them if you beat them? I be, I think you do. I know because I've seen it in speedruns, which I have gotten really into lately, is Good. that it's it's a speedrun strategy to win that first battle against Gaties, and then you can equip your main character with this piece of armor and he like can't be touched. This is a frame perfect trick. Until it is a frame perfect trick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so now uh, our next um, recurring theme is gambling minigames. Whenever I think of gambling minigames in an RPG, I think of Dragon Quest. I do too, because they made that casino just such a part of the experience. Every game since Dragon Quest three has had such a good casino. And I actually enjoy it, is the thing. I don't like to go on like minigame side things a lot in games, but I like the gambling in Dragon Quest. But we didn't play any Dragon Quest. Oh, you know what
0: we also... Well, I'll talk to you about it later. There's a game we left out of our lit when we were constructing a list of what we're gonna sure. play.
1: Um, so the gambling mini games uh, in this group of games, Lunar Two had a dice mini game. Lufia Three had a character Ruby special attack um, is a mini game where you try to guess uh, if the second card is higher or lower than the first card. Um, and then in Golden Sun, there was a town full of minigames. games. Yep. Yeah. And that's yeah. I never spend a lot of time with these, really. I don't spend a lot of time with them either. Again, except for Dragon Quest, there's something about gambling in Dragon Quest <laughs> that I always uh, that always captures me. So our last
0: trope for this batch uh, is, I'm fairly certain, a new one that I introduced just for this. It encompasses six of the nine games, with a seventh honorable mention. So <laughs> almost it's everything. That almost we every game, and I'm telling you. Like Final Fantasy IV barely avoided being on this list, and I'm not—I'm not I'm 100 not sure Fantasy Star Two shouldn't be on this list, honestly. Uh, I think I did my research, and I think it barely skirts the, by. The protagonist of Fantasy Star Two. Ah, uh, we haven't—we haven't said what it is yet. Oh. Only teenagers can save the world. That's true. Fa- Final Fantasy Legends Two. Your characters are school kids. In Final Fantasy Tactics, Ramza is sixteen. I did research for this. In Lunar Two, Hero is sixteen or eighteen, depending on the English or Japanese version. Uh, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, our epic hero Benjamin is
1: sixteen. He is sixteen. In he he did he doesn't have enough allowance <laughs> to play, to pay Tristam for the elixir. In
0: Lufia Three, Wayne. Wayne. I couldn't find proof that Wayne is a teenager, but it seems very likely. He probably is, yeah. Uh, Golden Sun, the main character, the silent protagonist, is 16. And an honorable mention for Octopath Traveler, Tressa is 18. All of the other characters are in their 20s to
1: 30s. I was actually impressed with Octopath Traveler that they only have one 18-year-old yes. character. And I want to say Cyrus or whatever is like 35.
0: <laughs> So you want yeah I know I was impressive. <laughs> so you wanted to mention Fantasy
1: Star Two in this group? No, I think I think in Fantasy Star Two the main character is supposed to be twenty. So, so I really just barely skirts it. Just barely skirts it. And yeah.
0: Cecil is like twenty two. Yeah, he's like, an he's a grizzled general.
1: He's the grizzled general of the Baron Red Wings. He is twenty two, and Kane is like twenty four. Yeah. So, um, now we
0: want to review some topics. Uh, Let's see. Let's say best game for last. What do you think? Sure. What was, for you, the worst game of this group of nine? Now, I want to refresh. I should have done this at the start, but I didn't. So, the the nine games we played in this group are Final Fantasy Legends 2, Final Fantasy Tactics, Lunar 2, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. It was a Final Fantasy heavy grouping. Octopath Traveler. Lufia 3 Golden Sun Final Fantasy 4 and Fantasy Star 2 I want to point out we have four Final Fantasy games in this batch yeah. well, and they're all in different series yeah
1: sometimes that's what I'm going to say it's hard to get away from Final Fantasy sometimes
0: that, that is because we don't do the same series twice in a batch but we have four Final Fantasies and didn't break that rule so of those what was the worst
1: game for you the the worst game for me is just my own personal bias and it's final fantasy tactics oh God! because i just don't like the only tactical role-playing game series that i like is fire emblem which we debated heavily about in the final fantasy tactics review and i just don't like it i just don't like tactical rpgs with that one exception The story, like we said in the review, which I do remember, that was one of my favorite games to review, I liked the story. I watched YouTube videos of the story of that game.
0: What about the incidental sound effects?
1: And actually really liked it, and I did like the incidental sound effects as well. I I know, I I have a weird obsession with... Playing the early parts of that game where you just have a bunch of squires and chemists, and you're just very slowly watching these battles play out and a character dies and they turn into a crystal and you have to revive them before blah 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 it just it is not my thing it is not my thing at all i enjoyed watching a youtube video of the cutscenes. okay well you're wrong but if not if not if taking that personal bias out of it fantasy star 2 would be the worst that is what i selected i almost picked lunar 2 you remember i was
0: really fired up in that review yeah uh but fantasy star 2 is the worst i wasn't as fired up in that one because i'm i'm exhausted i just life has come at me with a stick i am just i can't work up that level of histrionic anger that i like to do but fantasy star 2 beat lunar 2 as the worst because it felt like the game didn't want me there The game wanted nothing to do with me. I was an inconvenience to the game as the player. Um, The only real gameplay element to it was those massive mazes, and they were. And and when you get into a combat, your orientation changes afterwards, so they're designed to, to just suck. Anyway. My worst was Fantasy Star 2. Your second worst was Fantasy yes, Star 2. Right. My second worst was Lunar 2, which you love. It's my favorite game ever. Although I like to think I took some of the shine off it for you. <laughs> because I... I just, and just to remind you all, there is a dramatic turning point in Lunar 2 the, where your friend is going to be executed. And she's the only thing that can help save the world. And the character asks you, you've been traveling with her, is she a destroyer of worlds? And the canon response, the answer you can give, because you pick, yes, she is, which is obviously wrong, or only once a month. <laughs> you make a period joke while your friend's life is on the line. I just want to remind you about that in Lunar 2. Anyway. Um, let's do... The best character from these nine games. Who is your favorite character?
1: My favorite character from these nine games is character C. Okay, from I'll talk fan, from Fantasy Star Two.
0: I'll talk about my best character while Russ thinks about his. <laughs> For me, the best character of this grouping is Kane uh, It helps that I love the game Final Fantasy Four. But I also really liked Kane's story arc. It's something, like, especially when I was younger that I identified with a lot, that his his major conflict is that he's in love with his best friend's girl. He's in love with somebody that not only can he not have, but he can't even try to have because of how loyal he is to the friend. Uh, that, that sort of hopeless romanticism is something I really identify with, especially in my younger years. Um, and because of that flaw in that inner conflict yes he's able to be controlled by the enemy because he's got this weakness inside of him he's got this conflict he doesn't know how to resolve and especially in early JRPGs I think that's a lot of nuance to put into a character um, also he's kind of badass like I just his design is great his, he's a strong fighter I love the jumping tactic so, I also like that he's kind of the main character's older, better, older, smarter, stronger friend. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I like Kane a lot. I like the nuance, I like his weaknesses, I like his strengths. Kane's my boy. Good choice. Who was
1: your best um, character? I'm going to say, so that I don't also just say Kane, <laughs> because <laughs> I do like Kane. I like Kane a whole lot. Um i'm gonna go with ophelia from octopath traveler okay i was really into her i picked tressa the merchant the i'm I'm actually a little
0: surprised you didn't go with tressa yeah
1: i so i picked tressa as my first character because she's just the young girl with the heart of gold she's the merchant she just wants to she wants to leave her family's house and open her own store and just be a really successful merchant and so i was drawn to her as the as my main character so i picked her as my main character but I recruited Ophelia uh, pretty quickly as one of the one of the four that I did the complete story for. Um, and I just one of my favorite you know this one of my favorite oh, yeah. things in anime is just young women doing their best. Just young women doing their best. Yep, that's and his Ophelia's genre. Ophelia's whole story is that her sister she's adopted she's like a war orphan. And her sister Liana is supposed to be. They're both clerics, and Liana is supposed to do this pilgrimage around the world, um, kind of like Final Fantasy X. And she's gonna light the lanterns of the gods in all the temples around the world. And then their father gets sick and dies eventually. And um, so Ophelia, so that Liana can be by her father's side, Ophelia takes over uh, the ritual, and that's why she goes. That's why she's going around the world and lighting all the lanterns and everything. And then the situation gets pretty dark when Ophelia is lured in by this weird cult. Um, and it's just... I really... I just really ended up liking that story because it's just about two young women. <laughs> figure, just two sisters, like, figuring out their feelings and testing the familial bond that they have. Um, and during Ophelia's final boss... During Ophelia's final boss, there's a whole big... Uh, like voiced cutscene that takes place in the middle of the battle that I just think is uh, just really good and really exceptional. And for most people who are really into like shonen anime about like boys doing their best and they make the big like victory speech about I'm going to beat you down and I'm not going to let any of this bad stuff happen. And Ophelia does that. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I really liked her and Christina V, Christina V, did her English uh, voice, it was her English voice actress, and I think she did a phenomenal job in all of the voiced scenes through that whole game as I played it. Whenever Ophelia guards against an attack, she goes, um, she says, you will not! <laughs> and I love it, and I kept saying it over and over again. <laughs> every time I defended with, I'm sure you did. Every time I defended with any character, I would go, you will not! That, so
0: adding best and worst character is something new to this batch. I like to think that every time we do one of these roundups, I'll think of new things we can add and discuss. Uh, I'm very happy that I added them now because yeah. this has been fun. So, who was the worst character of this batch?
1: The worst character was probably character C from <laughs> Fantasy Star Two. Okay, so for me, no, I'm really, I'm really kind of serious. I think the worst character in this whole batch was. The thief. (laughs) The thief from (laughs) From Fantasy Star 2. Okay. (laughs) Go on. I'm like, you broke into my house. (laughs) And you're a thief. So your intentions breaking into my house were probably not so just as to be like, I'm going to travel with you and help you save the world. You were probably just trying to, you know, steal my antique heirloom vase. To sell, uh, she just she, she just has no purpose in that game, and she she joins you so late in that game. It's like, why did you even do this to me? Why, why did you even inflict this other person on me? So I just now realized my worst
0: character is actually in many ways a dark mirror version of my best character. For me, the worst character was Ron Farr from Lunar Two. Mm, yeah, Ron Far was. He was a priest, but then he was in love with somebody he couldn't be with. And because of that, he became a womanizing, drunk gambler. Nihilistic. Like, he just... He threw away all pretense at life and just became a despicable, womanizing pervert. Yeah. Because he couldn't have the woman he wanted. Ron
1: Farr is a character that has not aged well.
0: And I will never forget the moment where they go into a town and they're like, there's a lot of thieves in this town. Protect your valuables. And Ronfar covers his crotch. Yeah. The priest (laughs) covers... And his response to being in love with a woman he can't have is to just sleep with all the women. Mm -hmm. And then we're supposed to feel for him when we talk about his one true love. Like, no, dude. Like... You look at Kane. Kane did everything he could to make himself the best, despite this conflict in his heart. Ron Farr had this conflict and threw everything he was away. And I, until, really, this video started filming, I never connected the two of them. Mm. But it is interesting yeah, to me now that true. my best character and my worst character basically are that way because of how they dealt with the same problem. Yeah. Screw Ronfar. Yeah, is what Ron I'm Farr,
1: Yeah, I agree, Ronfar is not a good character, especially in Me Too era. Ronfar is not um
0: Ronfar's terrible.
1: Ronfar. Terrible. So the most
0: surprising game. For me it was Lufia the Legend Returns, what we've been calling Lufia three. Yeah, it was surprising to me because for a Game Boy color game, it really did a lot. Uh, That nine-member party grid for combat Mm. was interesting, and the menus were a bit difficult to navigate, but that's just because there were so much of them. The game accomplished more on a Game Boy Color than I would have thought possible. So for me, it was the most surprising game because it delivered
1: more than I could have expected from it. How about you? My most surprising, in two different ways, Was Octopath Traveler okay, and the reason is because I was super excited. Octopath Traveler was a new game when we played it, yeah, which is not a thing that we had really done on the series before. We might do it moving forward, yeah, depending on how schedules work. Although,
0: never mind. Anyway, it
1: it was a new game that we played. So in Octopath Traveler, I was really excited about it because I had played a I played Romancing Saga three in the past. And it looked kind of like a spiritual successor to that. I was super excited about the eight characters, and you pick your character, and you have different stories depending on who the characters are. And then, the way the story... I like the game. I like the game overall. But the way that the stories played out, I was surprised by how they did it, and that I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Yeah. Because... You pick it... Like, the way we played, we picked our... And you can... Well, the way we played, you can pick your party four, I picked my party four, and then I played each of the four chapters for those four characters. But none of the other characters participate in any other character's chapter. So they are one hundred percent self contained stories that are playing out as if you only have one character, as if that one character yeah. is alone. And I was disappointed by that, but I still liked the individual stories. Mm -hmm. Um, what I was surprised by is that I know you are very into stories of games and so am I what I was surprised by is that in the last couple of years just because of various things going on in my life not having as much time to game blah 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 um, I've started appreciating video games in different ways and what I realized is that while the story stuff about Octopath was maybe a little disappointing the absolute freedom of what you can do in Octopath and the ways that you can use abilities and you can use different things to break the game. What I have started liking is really breaking video games. (laughs) And you can do that in so many interesting ways in Octopath. The merchant class gives you an ability where you, for money, you can hire, um, like, bandits or mercenaries or people to come fight for you in battle and they do like these huge amounts of fixed damage and you can do like twenty thousand damage on bosses at the very beginning of the game if you manipulate other systems to just have enough money to hire those characters at the beginning of the game you can turn on um you can turn on an ability to uh greatly decrease the amount of random battles that you get and then you can use save file manipulation to literally never get into a battle as you run across these vast areas and you can make it all the way to the last areas of the game at the very beginning of the game i love what i ended up thinking that i was going to love about octopath was the story and characters and what i ended up actually loving about octopath was all of the ways that you can manipulate and break and play this game absolutely any way that you want and it kind of contributed to a change in the way that i play all video games
0: interesting
1: and it was very surprising in a very good way so i so for that octopath traveler has become one of those games that kind of means more to me than just being a good video game that i enjoy it actually kind of changed the way that I play things. <laughs> well, congratulations, so, Octopath. yeah. I hope there's an Octopath Travelers 2. I, I genuinely do. It's a mobile phone game, so they've already made a mistake. <laughs> never mind. I hope there's never an Octopath Travelers 2. So. Oh, damn it. The, it. It exists.
0: What was surprising to me about Octopath Traveler was, like, how cool the game looked, in yeah. all the previews yes. before we got the game, I was just like, "Oh my god, that game looks amazing," and it does. But after about five hours, you're numb to it.
1: Yes. Like you by are, the time right.
0: I, I, I don't care what the game looks like anymore. By the by the five hour mark, I'm just I'm playing this game. It's fine. It was surprising to me how that effect did not
1: last. Mm,
0: yeah. So again, a little bit, it's you know what I went in expecting to love yes. was
1: not that. So that is interesting. It was absolute. That was absolutely yeah it was totally unexpected.
0: So which of these 9 games was the best game
1: for you? I would have to say Octopath Traveler. Well, for pretty much the reason you the, just described. For the same reason because like Earthbound and like a select few other games there is something Chrono Cross it means something more than just this was a good video game. Earthbound is the game that brought us together. Chrono Cross is a game that made me even pay attention to or appreciate music in video games. Octopath Traveler changed my outlook on the way that I played video games and that you don't have to do it in uh, one very specific way. So I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're wrong. Fair. The best game
0: out of this bunch was almost Final Fantasy Tactics. And I I have a feeling in almost any other group, Final Fantasy Tactics would have taken it for me. Because I love that game. But Final Fantasy IV will always be in my top five JRPGs. Uh, I played it when I was younger. I love the characters like they're friends of mine. I love the story. Uh, Even though it's more on rails than a lot of JRPGs... I'm somehow okay with that. And um, I also I love the character system. They changed it a bit in the newer versions. But one of the problems I have in a lot of JRPGs is I get comfortable with my characters. Uh, when I play Final Fantasy 7 for example, my party is usually Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa, and they're <laughs> like the first characters you get. <laughs> right. But like. They're my guys. I'm done. I'm set. I don't experiment. Final Fa- and I'm not, I do that with a lot of the games. And I just get... Even when I replay it, like, no, I take who I'm comfortable with. Final Fantasy IV rotates out the party for story-based reasons. And it makes you spend time with all of them. And th- there are sections where you've got, like, three mages in your group. So your tactics change. Your stre- you, you play the game a different way than you normally would because of what you got available to you, I like that the game forces me to experience new things that way. And I like that it's so heavily tied to the story as to why. So, apart from just loving the characters and loving the story, which I do, I, I like the mechanics of it. Uh, the rotating out of people. Uh, I love the stories of redemption that are all over the place. I love the goofy... I'm gonna sacrifice myself for everybody. I so I jump out of the pit with a bomb strapped to my chest. I blow it up. <laughs> I fall about a, five miles. Yeah. I land on the rocks and I sleep it off. <laughs> what oh. to
1: say? You just take a nap. <laughs> I, uh. Sid might be the most. Sid is Chuck Norris basically. Yeah. It is what? just Chuck Norris. <laughs> Yang's not much better. Uh, I'm
0: gonna go in, lock myself in a room, and have a whole bunch of cannons blow up in my face. So you better go get a frying pan for my wife and hit me over the head to wake me up. <laughs>
1: like, there's something though about jumping out of an airship. 100 miles <laughs> yo, that the one wins.
0: That one wins. And literally blowing yourself. Off. He suicide bombs himself <laughs> and sleeps it off. Uh I love Final Fantasy 4. I will yeah. always love Final Fantasy 4. I don't care what other games we discover, it will always be in my top 5. Um
1: I think I think that's very interesting because I could have said most surprising for me was Final Fantasy 4 because for all the reasons that you have listed as the way, as I said before, the way I've played games recently has changed. It has actually really dipped that game on my list of favorite Final Fantasies, wow. because I am at the point, again, just where I am with games, that the linearity bothers me. The fact that you, they always tell you who you have to have in your party bothers me. Every time I get to the point that, it, when I get to the point that you have to go to like the Dark Elf Cave and you have to change all your equipment, so you have to take all your good like sword and everything off Cecil. That just annoys me. That is just annoying to me now. But now you get to come up with not, new strategies. That it's not letting me play the game in the way I want to play it. Whereas a game like Octopath Traveler does absolutely nothing but let me choose exactly what I want to do. I feel personally attacked that you don't like uh, Final
0: Fantasy 4 as much now.
1: <coughs> it's just a change. All I'm saying is that people change. Everything changes. I and, feel attacked. And I feel... For me, personally, it is interesting how I used to say the same thing. I used to say, oh, Final Fantasy IV is absolutely my favorite Final Fantasy. And now it's like... It is much more on rails six than... Six or seven on the list of Final Fantasy. Wow!
0: Yeah, it is way down there.
1: Wow!
0: <laughs> right? I'm not happy about Just that at all. Just on the list
1: of Final Fantasy.
0: It is it is much more on rails
1: Than I usually like in a game. It gives you the illusion that you're have an airship and you can fly around and everything, but it is very much always making you go, with the exception of a couple of times where you can go get side quests. I actually
0: like you a little less now.
1: Making it that's fine.
0: Okay. So um there it is. Nine games down, on to the next batch. And we have got a doozy to start it off with for you. I have dug up a secret, hidden gem from the ancient land of Japan. That's probably kind of
1: racist. So,
0: no, I, it would have been racist if I said the Orient, yeah, which I true. really avoided saying, real
1: hard, <laughs> and I made you say it because you felt you could feel it coming. That's what you? I could feel coming. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, this is gonna get a little
0: racist, right? <laughs> no, here. it's it's from. Japan is an ancient land. Japan is an ancient land, so and it's, it's mysterious to us because we're not Japanese. Everything that's not American to me is mysterious. The the mysterious land of Canada. Like um Canada is pretty mysterious. No, we are playing a game that never has had an official US release, but there was a fan patch out and I wanted a piece of it. Mm. Join us next time for a game we're going to argue about quite a bit. Live-a-live. Live Yikes. For the Super NES. Yikes. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.
1: Home on the RNG is a presentation of Mad Centaur Productions. You can find Jeff on YouTube.com slash Productions or on Twitter at Jeff Centaur. You can find Russ on Twitter at russmac 25 Thank you for listening, and remember, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this podcast with you.